Welcome back, Patriots. I'm Amelia Hamilton, and this is the Growing Patriots podcast. Last time, colonists in Boston got so mad about taxation without representation that they threw tea into the harbor. Well, Britain was not happy about that, and this week we're going to find out what happened next. My name is Lana. I'm six years old and I live in California. Why did the British want to punish the colonists in Massachusetts? What did the intolerable acts make the colonists do? What did the colonists think about these laws? Did the colonists obey the new laws or did they fight back? Those are great questions and we have a great expert here to answer them. So, Tony, first, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, my name is Tony Williams, and I am a senior fellow working for the Bill of Rights Institute in Arlington, Virginia. And I do a lot of research and a lot of writing about U.S. history and civics. Uh, and I work from home here in Williamsburg, Virginia, and I, I love my job, and I, I love talking to young people, students, and teachers about history and civics. Okay. So what does civics mean? Well, civics is understanding how our democratic form of government works. Uh, It's understanding how people and citizens interact with each other. It's how society works with the churches and schools and communities. So it's just not only looking at the, the United States and state governments, but it's also really looking at how citizens interact and, and, and how they vote and uh, things like that. All right. And then you work at the Bill of Rights Institute. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, the Bill of Rights Institute is a nonprofit civics organization and we've been around for 20 years and we essentially uh, do what i said we teach history and civics to uh, mostly teachers but we also reach a lot of students as well uh, and citizens across the country and really around the world all right sounds like you're the perfect guest for today to help with lana's questions (laughs) so in the last episode we talked about the boston tea party And today we are talking about the Intolerable Acts. So can you help us figure out how we got from the Boston Tea Party to the Intolerable Acts first? Sure. What what an interesting and and great topic, too. Uh, You know, the Boston Tea Party uh, raged up in Boston. And and incidentally, I don't know if a a lot of uh, the young people listening uh, know this, but there are actually tea parties in in other cities as well. And... uh, the parliament uh, saw this as an outrageous destruction of, of their property, uh, and we're not going to tolerate the colonists uh, 
destroying property and basically not following the rules and the laws. And so uh, Parliament, uh, the lawmaking body over in Great Britain, passed a series of acts that the colonists called intolerable because they didn't want to tolerate them, they didn't want to put up with them, or coercive, meaning they were like a punishment uh, against the colonists. And, and actually, really, that's exactly what they were. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, Lana was asking, why did the British want to punish the colonists? So it was really just because they they weren't following following along? Right. Well, and, and they were they were disobeying the law up, up in Boston. And, you know, with the Boston Tea Party, they, they destroyed uh, 90 tons of tea. I mean, that was a, a, a massive amount of tea. Uh, worth about 10,000 English pounds, uh, which would be worth millions and millions of dollars today. And, um, and, and the British were, were just tired after about a, about a decade of, of the colonists uh, resisting and forming mobs and, and not following the rules and the laws and getting into fights with soldiers and so forth. And, and so the British, you might say, have had enough and they were going to punish the colonists really rather severely. Okay. And so what did the Intolerable Acts make the colonists do? Right, well, they're, they're really actually, even today as, as we study them, we can see how outrageous they are and, and how we would not like to live uh, under them as well. Uh, there were basically five acts that were part of it, five laws. And the first one was called the Boston Port Act. And what that did is it, it closed the port of Boston to, to trade uh, until the columns paid for the tea, which they were not going to do. Mm -hmm. And this basically shut down almost all the trade in Boston. And, and it really, you know, led to a lot of suffering and a lot of impoverishment. Uh, you know, people didn't have much money. Their businesses were suffering. Uh, it was terrible. Another thing it did, uh, the Massachusetts Government Act, that was uh, an act that took away the New Englanders, uh, the people of Massachusetts, their right to rule themselves, their right to govern themselves in town meetings. Uh, they would no longer have the right of self-government, and, and that was really impressive. And then the Administration of Justice Act, that was just a a big title for saying that any uh, government officials, uh, British government officials who were accused of a crime would not be tried by local juries uh, made up of the citizens of Boston. They would be tried over in England. And so the colonists thought that was really wasn't fair because the, the British juries would, would let them off and let them get right. away with crimes, even, even killing people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, that seemed very unjust. Uh, and another one was the Quartering Act, which said that the, the British could put troops in your home. Uh, you know, how would you like hostile uh, occupying troops to, to live in your home without your consent? You know, you didn't give permission to them. And yet uh, they were there, and then right. and you already probably don't don't have enough because of because of the other acts, and now you have to share what yeah, you do well, have. Exactly, and, and finally there was the Quebec Act, which 
which seemed to the colonists to, to take away their religious liberties, you know, seemed a, a religious threat as well. So if you add all these up, you know, you, you can't trade, uh, you can't have self-government, uh, British officials can be tried over in England for crimes committed in the colonies, uh, you have troops in your home, uh, and you have your religious liberties taken away. So you have your religious, this is religious tyranny, you know, political tyranny, it's economic tyranny, uh, it's taking away your property rights. I mean, these were these were very, very bad violations uh, of American rights, and uh, they they needed to figure out how they were going to react to them. Okay, and what did they think about those laws? Well, they thought they were very unjust, very oppressive. Uh, and, you know, George Washington, for example, said in a letter, he said, it's not a matter of the three pennies for tea. Mm -hmm. He said, this is a matter of natural rights and justice and our rights as Englishmen under the British Constitution. Uh, and so, you know, he was expressing a, a belief that uh, the colonists simply could not tolerate these acts, so they wouldn't put up with them, and, and they reacted. Uh, the, the first way, uh, here in Virginia, they actually held a, a day of prayer and fasting. Uh, the uh, House of Burgesses, the, the local government body, and, and local citizens uh, went to church and, and prayed all day, and, and they fasted. They, they didn't have any food. And they said that they were doing so in support of their their brothers and, and sisters up in Boston, and so there was a lot of uh, a lot of common feelings, a lot of solidarity uh, among the colonists, and they were they, you know they joined together and they were going to stand together against this, this this tyranny by the British. And was that something new that the colonists maybe felt a little more united? Well, I mean, this is very new. You know, they had gathered you know, against the Stamp Act all the way back in 1765, uh, where nine colonies sent, sent representatives to a Stamp Act Congress to, to protest uh, those taxes. But this was this brought a very, very strong feeling of unity among the colonists like never before. And so they called for a meeting of the first continent of Congress. Uh, which is going to later meet in September and October of 1774 uh, with the intent uh, to decide on how they're going to all react together because they are much stronger together than if they were just individual colonies. And so how did Britain feel about the reaction? Did they, did they really think do you, that the colonists would just submit? You know, they really did, uh, and they, they thought that, uh, you know, they, that as loyal subjects, you know, don't forget the Declaration of Independence had not been submitted yet. Sure. And so as loyal subjects, they were bound, they were obligated, it was their duty to follow the king and parliament when they made laws or, or made decisions. And they expected compliance, they expected the colonies to, to do what they were told. And the colonies at this Continental Congress decide to basically boycott British goods. They were, weren't going to trade with them anymore, mm -hmm. with them anymore. And they also decided on to, to lift a, a declaration of their rights. And they sent some petitions to the King and Parliament, 
with the Declaration of Rights, and they boycotted British goods. And tragically, it was only about nine months later that the first shots were fired at Lexington and Concord. Uh, you know, they, they could not resolve yeah. this, this problem peacefully. I think another important thing to talk about, though, is that some people did obey and did want to stay loyal to Britain. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, they, they were called loyalists or Tories, and and they were they were loyal, and, and many of them stayed loyal to, to Britain even after the war started, and and many actually fled. Uh, they they went to Great Britain uh, either during the war or immediately after. You know, tens of thousands of people who, who do that, and. You know, there, there's an old saying uh, by John Adams that, you know, one-third of the colonists were very strong patriots, one-third of the colonists were Tories, and one-third of the colonists really didn't care either way. They just kind of wanted to go on with their lives without a, without a war. Mm -hmm. um, and that maybe overestimates a little bit how many Tories there were, but it does show that there, there, were, there were a lot of divisions. Uh, among among the American colonists, not, not everyone uh, hated Great Britain or wanted a break with Great Britain or, or declare their independence. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a very important point. Yeah. Well, yeah. In the next few weeks, we'll be talking about the Continental Congress and what came next. So this is certainly a the Intolerable Acts were, were certainly a very important part of American history. Thank you so much for joining us today to walk us through it. Yeah, my pleasure. A lot of fun, and, and good luck to all the students who are listening. Wow, Great Britain was pretty upset after the Boston Tea Party and those other tea parties, and they were ready to punish the American colonists, but they weren't really prepared for the American colonists to keep fighting back. So here's what we learned today. They wanted to punish the colonists because they were tired of about a decade, that's 10 years, of colonists fighting. They thought that if they punished them, colonists would just stop fighting back. But that's not what happened, is it? So here are the main five things that they did, and they're really bad. We'd be upset about it too. The first thing is that they closed the port of Boston. That's where all the ships came in. And they were going to stay closed unless and until they paid for all the tea. Well, they weren't going to pay for the tea, and really they probably couldn't because it was so much money. So the people there really suffered because they needed those boats. The Massachusetts Government Act took away their right to govern themselves, so they lost even more freedom. Then there was something called the Administration of Justice Act, and that meant that officers of the British government, if they did something wrong, they wouldn't be tried locally, they would get to go back to England colonists knew they would never get justice that way, so that wasn't fair. Next was the Quartering Act, and that meant that British troops got to stay in your house, so you had to take care of them. You probably remember that a big piece of why the American colonies even existed was because people wanted religious freedom. Well, the last piece of the Intolerable Acts, as they were called by the American colonists, took away a lot of religious freedom. So you're probably not surprised that the colonists didn't stand for these. As George Washington said, these were about our natural rights, and that means the things that we're born being allowed to do. 
So one thing that Britain probably wasn't expecting is that this made the colonists feel like they had something in common. They weren't just a bunch of different colonies. Maybe they were more than that. Like in Virginia, they had a day of prayer together just for Boston. And in the next few episodes, you'll see what all of this togetherness meant. But it's also important to remember that some people thought that what Britain was doing was okay. These people were called loyalists. They thought that they needed to obey whatever Britain said. Some people guessed that about a third of people were what they called patriots, which means that they thought that America should have their own freedom. About a third of people were loyalists, which meant that they should obey Britain. And about a third of people didn't really feel either way. They just kind of wanted to be left alone to live their everyday lives. But that's not really how things worked out. People ended up having to pick a side, and you're going to see how that happens in the next few weeks. Things are about to get pretty exciting. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. I hope you had fun. I know I did. Remember, you can visit growingpatriots.com to find coloring pages, pictures, videos, and even more about this week's episode and all the other episodes. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Growing Patriots. And now that school is back, it's a perfect time to get the Growing Patriots books, which you can also find at growingpatriots.com. See you next time. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for things we